0: Do you guys see the evidence when you're out? I mean, do you see the evidence of God? Do you look for the evidence of God? Let me ask you this. How do you start your day? Um, I know that there's folks watching us online, and, uh, but, uh, and, and maybe if you want to even share that in the chat, but how do you, how do you begin your day? The, the alarm goes off in some cases, or in some cases you just wake up. You ever go to bed uh, with, and wake up thinking uh, worse of yourself than you did the day before? Regrets? So you go to bed like a, that you've ever had a, a, a fight with your loved one or friends or done something wrong and you wake up with that, that, that irritating uh, knowing that, that you messed up? I hope I'm not the only one. There have been times when I've woke up and I knew that I did something just stupid and then you have that conversation. Uh, you know, like if you, I got to be careful because Allison's actually running camera right over there. But there's times when you have with your, with your spouse or your loved one, an argument. And yes, there are times when it's your fault. You say something dumb, looking right at you, Dennis. You say something dumb and you wake up the next morning and you know that that conversation is waiting for you. You know that just like being called into the principal's office, there is going to be that loved one of yours saying, let's talk about what you did last night. And you pray that you have that conversation. You, you fear it, you dread it, but you pray that that conversation is one that ends with some forgiveness and some reconciliation a second chance you know there was a guy um, named Simon we know him as Peter and Peter woke up a morning like this really feeling terrible about who he was Peter was a knucklehead Uh, And and please don't think that I am causing any blasphemy by saying that disciples uh, oftentimes were knuckleheads, because they were. Uh, And the greatest thing about that is, is because sometimes we're knuckleheads, and that's the whole point, is that we can look at the disciples as they were real people, we're real people, they can be called by God, we can be called by God, so let's just set that record straight. Peter sometimes was a buffoon. He talked oftentimes without thinking. He would brag about things without thinking. He was one of those people that had kind of the macho act, but when it came down to something, he was just a doofus. And that's what I love about Peter. You know, uh, Jesus called him Peter, which meant the rock. And sometimes that means he's going to uh, be a leader, but also it meant that he was just stubborn and bullheaded and had rocks in his head. Jesus had a sense of humor thank God Well Peter woke up this morning feeling really really run down because just uh, just a few nights ago the person that he had spent about three years following, the person that, that he, he, he did one of those proclamations, I will defend you to the stuff and things, and no one's going to be a better thing than I am And all. And then they take him away, and what does Peter do? He runs. And someone asks him, Hey, aren't you that guy that hung around Jesus? And Peter says, I have no idea what you're talking about. Imagine that. Imagine your loved one. Imagine your loved one is in pain and being taken away, and somebody says, Aren't you? Aren't you with them? And before you can even think about it, you say, No. Boy, that would make you feel rotten, wouldn't it? And this knucklehead did it three times. Three times he had a chance to say that he was with Jesus. But he was too scared. And as Jesus got marched down to be hung on a cross, Peter was nowhere to be found. The man that showed such courage and bragged about all of his things and nowhere to be found. And an Easter morning... Peter, with a couple of other disciples, are hiding. Their thought isn't, uh, what do we do now to spread Christianity? I know, Matthew says, I'll write a book. No, they were scared to death. Because they did not know what was going to happen. They thought they killed our leader, now they're going to come for us. Their thoughts were not about how do we spread love in this world? It was, their thought was the most self-centered thoughts you could think of. How do I protect myself? And they felt awful about that. But isn't that human? Peter wakes up Easter morning and all he can think about, just like that fight the night before, all you can think about is the dumb things that you said. And he is replaying those three things, those three times that somebody asked him. And he remembers that Jesus even told him that he was going to do it and he denied that he was going to do it and Jesus was right. Just like when you fight with your spouse, they're always right. And he's sitting there thinking, I don't like the person that I am. I don't like me. He judges himself by his actions, and he looks at himself, and he says, I do not like me. And suddenly, that thought has taken away any thoughts of Easter morning type stuff of forgiveness, of of a new life, of new day, of second chances, of spreading love because it is so clouded and so polluted by I hate who I am. And then this person named Mary shows up and she says, I was just down at the tomb and it's empty and Jesus is nowhere to be found. And Peter, being Peter, runs again, but this time he actually runs to the tomb with a friend, another disciple. Now the other disciple, when they get there, they stop at the tomb. He stops because their religion, it defiles the tomb and it defiles you if you were to step into an actual grave and and be part of that. So he's looking into the tomb like this. But Peter, boneheaded Peter, not thinking Peter, just runs straight into the tomb, not caring about tradition or anything like that, and finds that the tomb is completely empty. Now what are you thinking? Wait a minute. He did say stuff about rising again, but we just thought he was drunk. He did say stuff about uh, having to give his life for us, but he just, well, I don't know. He was just, you know. But then there was that thing that I did. If he is alive, why is he even going to want to see me? I betrayed him. I was worse than Judas. Judas gave him over, but at least Judas was uh, brazen about it. At least he was honest about it. At least he, I mean, he came with them. I couldn't even be seen with him. And I did it three times. Three times. You know, in the morning when you have that fight at night, the last thing that you want to do is have that conversation the next day. Peter did not want to have that conversation. A couple days later, Peter is back fishing with his friends because that's all he knows how to do. Uh, he, he's a fisherman. He makes his living that way. It's an honest living. But his thoughts of being a, the disciple or carrying the message further is the, first, is the last thing from his mind. It's just living day to day. Now it's just you wake up, you think about your agenda, you go to the the work, you, you do what you're supposed to do, you plan the things, you go, you fish. And they were fishing. And they look over on the shore, and there's a guy having a barbecue in the morning. And he's grilling fish. They can smell the tartar sauce. Because fish without tartar sauce is disgusting. Peter comes to the realization after looking closer that the person that is grilling the fish is Jesus. And just like, like Peter again, he rips off his jacket and he dives in and he swims over there. And before he knows it, they are all sitting around and having a, a meal together. Can you imagine that? We always think of Jesus walking around, you know, in the, in the movies just doing this, oh, you know, and just walking around and looking so sad and everything like that. Here's the guy, he's just having a barbecue. He's inviting people over to a tailgate party. That's awesome, isn't it? I'll bet he had tunes playing too. Will's latest CD. But Peter is still in the back of his mind dreading. You know how you you have that argument and then you're with people the next day and you kind of put on like everything's fine, but everyone else can just feel that tension. You know, you try to make, you, you look at them, but you don't want to look at them and you just, you know you screwed up. You know you screwed up. And that's when Jesus calls Peter over. Jesus never lets you get away, get away with nothing. Uh, not without talking about it. He's one of those people that if it's, there's an elephant in the room, he's not even, he, he is going to acknowledge that elephant. And oftentimes that elephant is us. And he calls Peter over and he says, come over here. Peter's like, "Uh, oh, crap. Principal's office. And Jesus says, hey, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yeah, I do. I do. Guilty, just feeling terrible. But he says, of course, I do. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. before he can think even more about it jesus turns to him again and says peter do you love me and peter's like yeah you know i you know i do and he says look after my lambs And as Peter's thinking about this, Jesus looks at him a third time and says, Simon Peter, do you love me? And at this time, Simon Peter is, is hurt because he can feel that this is three times. He knows that he's being confronted. He knows that it is not the conversation that he was wanting to have and he, he knows that he is not the person that he promised Jesus he would be. And he looks at Jesus with tears in his eyes and he says, You know everything. You know. You know I do. And Jesus says, Look after my sheep. There's many times that we wake up not liking the person that we are inside. There's many times that we like, uh, we look up and we do not like the things that we've done in our lives, the things that would have happened to us, but Christ gives us a new day. Every day is a new day. How do we start it? Because not only is Christ saying, do you love me? Christ is also saying, I love you. And not only is Christ saying, I love you, but Christ is saying, get to work. Take this forgiveness and this love and do something with it. This person that you see in the mirror that you do not like is a person that I not only love, but I need. It's easy for Jesus just to say, everyone is going to love everybody, that's it, bang, I'm just like the bewitched person, twinkle the nose and everything's fine. But he, for some reason, wants us to play a huge part in this. We are the sheep that he cares for, and we are being called to care for each other. And guess what? Everyone is a sheep. It doesn't matter what politics you follow. It doesn't matter what conspiracy theory you find it doesn't matter what uh, gender you are, it doesn't matter what color you are, it doesn't matter what culture you are, it doesn't matter what income you are, Jesus loves you damn it so why can't we love each other it's a new day Every day is a new day. Let's begin it by loving our honest selves, by loving who we are. And then let's reflect that to the rest of the world. Jesus is asking, do you love me? Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, thank you for this new day. Thank you for this new chance. Thank you for this new beginning. And thank you for making us a part of it. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Uh, Today is Easter. It's a day that we celebrate the risen Christ. My challenge for us this this week is to think about why that's a celebration and why Christ rose in the first place. It wasn't our get out of hell free card. More than that. It's love. May we continue to celebrate by spreading that love by celebrating everyone for being their honest self. Love God, love yourself, and love your neighbor. Amen.